episode of Sauce on the Scary brought to you by our friends at Forge Nutrition. Very recently, the guys at Forge decided to get into the meal prep game, and now they are offering you a sample pack. Go to ForgeThroughTheFire.com for more details, but for now, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Saw Something Scary. Uh, we were off uh, last week. Jeff provided us with a mini episode. Uh, we haven't had the chance to bring you uh, what's Campbell always say on his podcast, uh, performance enhancing audio. So uh, glad to be back here. I, I'm Derek Zoo. Alongside me as always is Jeff Wright. Uh, I figure we'll just be as transparent as possible with our audience to tell them what's been going on. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we reached out to Mike Flanagan and... Um, Try to get him on the podcast. He has uh, agreed to do so, but our schedules keep falling apart. Um, we've set it up a couple different times, and uh, one time we had to reschedule, one time he had to reschedule, um, and so uh, he's knee-deep in his uh, Netflix uh, TV show right now, and so we will bring you that interview as soon as we can. Um, I know that uh, every, every all the talks with Mike have been great, and so I know I have a good feeling that that interview will happen this week, but we are talking about... Talking about the 2006 cinematic masterpiece known as See No Evil. And if you are a fan of our sister podcast, The Mega Potters, then you're going to get to see both these worlds explode together. But enough for me. Jeff Wright, how are you this week? I'm doing all right, man. I want to know more, and I'm sure our fans do too. How was your shooting time on the whatever show you went to work with? Man, it was good. Um, I can't talk too much about it because I signed a non-disclosure agreement. That's awesome. Yeah. That seems so cool to me. Thanks. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I filmed an episode of the TV show Nashville for CMT and uh, had, <laughs> had a real good time uh, doing that. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I've, I've done several different episodes of that show before. Um, this is the first time that I've been there since Connie Britton, Connie Brighton, whatever her name is, has been off of it. And it seems like a completely different show. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if, like, she was kind of the... I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but it seems like a happier show now that she's not there. Oh, okay. So, okay. take that for what it's worth. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that Charles Eston, Chip Eston, uh, is probably the coolest guy I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really nice. He, uh, he took time to talk to all the extras that were around him and made them uh, feel real good about themselves and stuff like that. And so it was real, it was real cool. Um, he went to shake everyone's hand. And when he went to sh- uh, shake my hand, I was like, sorry, man, I can't shake your hand. And he was like, why not? I said, well, you left under, or you left under Mifflin for Staples. And that's just something that I can't, uh, I can't accept and got a big laugh out of him for that. So that's cool. Man. Yeah. I got on his that's good cool. side from there. Good so. to know the guys you like on TV. Uh, some of them are decent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, off the screen as well. So uh, I'm not sure when that episode is going to air, but if you are a Nashville fan, chances are you will see me uh, buddying up with Chip Aston somewhere down the line on CMT. So keep supporting that show uh, so that the good people in Nashville, Tennessee, can can do something with their lives on days where they're not trying to make it as country music stars, <laughs> or, in my, or in my case, as a stand-up comic. So anyway, uh, that's that. Man, let's talk some, uh, let's talk everyone's favorite segment of the show, right? Let's talk Jeff H. trailer. Let's talk it. All right, so here we go. Can we roll it real quick? Jeff H. trailers. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. I have three 
trailers for you that I want to talk to you about. Get your get your opinion on them. See, gauge your interest on it. Uh, I do want to tell you that one of them I think needs to be a future episode, whether it's in the next couple of weeks or if it's or if it's down the line. But one of them needs to be a future episode. Let me tell you about. Murder on the Orient Express. It's a uh, lavish trip through Europe, quickly unfolds into a race against time to solve a murder aboard a train. Uh, everyone's a suspect as the detective arrives to interrogate all passengers and search for clues before the killer can strike again. Uh, it's going to star Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, Daisy Ridley, Leslie Odom Jr., Kenneth Branagh is in it as well. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is also directing the movie. Uh, of course, it's from... Wonderful, uh, wonderful novel from um, Agatha Christie. Also, Penelope Cruz, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Dame Judi Dench is in this thing. Willem Dafoe. I mean, it's a hodgepodge. It's a smorgasbord of people. Have you read the book? Number one, I have not read the book. Okay. And number two, does this movie gauge your interest at all? The cast does. It's hard to ignore something so star-studded. the The plot doesn't drive me up the wall. But yeah, how do you go away from? How do you not pay attention at least a little bit to? Uh, all those superstars in that movie. So yeah, I'll probably check that one out. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it may not be a uh, may not be one that I go to the movie theater and watch, but it'll definitely be something that I I check out. Well, they're banking on it being something that people will turn out to the theater for, right? I mean, like talking about star studded. Yeah. that's about as uh, star studded as it gets. I don't know, man. It Hollywood's just in a weird place. Everything's remakes. Mm-hmm. Everything's dump everybody in the pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of strategy can come out of that, but. It, it's obvious that they're trying to get people to come out and buy, buy that ticket to see uh, just a host of talent. It's yeah. a for real lineup. Hollywood is like the women's division on SmackDown right now. So, wait. Things are starting to blend together. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. Uh, I've always enjoyed Kenneth Branagh's movies. You know, He directed the first Thor. He directed uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a host of other things as well. So, I, I've, always, I've always enjoyed his stuff. And uh, Leslie Odom Jr. is from Hamilton. He was the original Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Daisy Ridley, of course, is the new... Uh, Ray. Thank you very much, Ray. And the uh, Star Wars movies, Josh Gad's done Book of Mormon. He's done... Uh, he was Frozen. The Wolf, Frozen, <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Johnny Depp goes without saying uh, everybody else. So, yeah, definitely. I think that'll be a good one. Uh, moving on to the... Well, before you yeah, move, go ahead. Have you ever seen the seven, 1974 original? I have not. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a highly regarded movie, too, but I have missed everything about that. So, maybe that's the, maybe that's the, like, the homework leading up to that thing's release. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, the movie's supposed to come out November 10th, uh, 2017. So, we got plenty of time to, to work on that, for sure. Uh, second movie, The Mountain Between Us, stranded on a mountain after a tragic plane crash. Two strangers must work together to endure the extreme elements of the remote, snow-covered terrain. Realizing that help is not on the way, they embark on a perilous, wow, easy for me to say, journey across hundreds of miles of wilderness, pushing each other to survive and discovering their inner strength, starring Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. So what, is this like a sequel to uh, DiCaprio's, what was that movie called? Titanic. No. Was it the Revenant? The Revenant. The Revenant. Yeah. This is part two. <laughs> yeah, this is where Leo and Kate wind up with each other at the end of it. And I want you to paint me like your Eskimo girls. <laughs> it's yourself. It's like, what am I doing here then? If I'm not going to be with this white woman, what's going on? Yeah, I will watch that. I love Survivor type stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I'll watch it. It probably won't be in the theater, but I'll track that one down. Yeah. Let me throw one at you. Sure. So it made me think of a 2010 movie called Frozen. Um, not, talking about that one? not the cartoon. <laughs> 2010 Frozen. 
Here's the here's the plot synopsis. Childhood friends Dan and Joe, along with Dan's girlfriend Parker O'Neill, spend a Sunday afternoon at a New England ski resort on Mount Holliston. I've seen that. And they just get stuck up yeah. on that uh, ski lift. Yeah. Did you like it? I didn't hate it. I like. I probably liked it more than that, but totally an underrated flick, man. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that, I I eat up. Trying to figure out when I watched that and who I watched it with. You took some out of date to that. I did. I think that does seem like me. <laughs> seem like something I would do. Yeah, it's 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 similar in that same vein. Like I think it's it's almost like that meets like 127 hours meets like. The, some, somewhat of the Revenant. It's it's crazy. I saw the trailer when I watched Wonder Woman, which we've got to talk about Wonder Woman this week. Um, <sighs> but, but I think it's another one of those. Let's bank on the star powers. You've got Kate Winslet, who everyone you know, yeah, Kate sure. Winslet, Kate Winslet, and Idris Elba is one of the fastest rising uh, Hollywood stars out there right now. So I think I'm with you. I don't think it's a theater for me, but I think it's a if it comes to Redbox or something like that, then I'll I'll check it out from there. And then finally, uh, the one that I'm the most excited about. It comes at night. Uh, secure within a desolate home is an unnatural threat terrorizes the world. Uh, the tenuous order a man has established with his wife and son is to put the ultimate test with the arrival, excuse me, is put to the ultimate test with the arrival of a desperate family seeking refuge. Despite the best intentions of both families, paranoia and mistrust boil over as the horrors outside creep ever closer, awakening something hidden and monstrous within the man as he learns that the protection of his family comes at the cost of his soul. That's Joel Egerton. I've had my eyes on that one for a little while. Mm-hmm. First heard about it on Reddit's horror subreddit. Okay. And I actually reached out to their creative people early on in the days of this podcast saying, we'd love to talk to you about your movie. So I'm going to invoke a name that I don't expect this movie will rise to the quality of. But in some ways, It Comes at Night is something I feel like I felt about Get Out. Uh, I had a, had a bit of a taste of it through the trailer. Knew I wanted to see more. And I've been kind of slowly biding my time waiting for the movie to get here. Kind of has shades of the witch in terms of the atmosphere, right? Have you seen a movie? It's on Netflix right now called The Invitation. No, I haven't. Okay, I'm not going to say any more because we may end up needing to cover that on the podcast. But it's a similar, like, slow boiler character drama. Things aren't what they seem. So uh, I loved it, and I'm thinking I'm going to love it. it comes in that too. Cool. All the all the reviews I've seen coming out of, I guess they're in like. They're taking around to different festivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I've seen who says that they saw one of the screenings loves it. Yeah. I uh, I read, man, this is bad. I don't remember if I read this for The Mummy today or if I read it for that movie. Um, I think it was The Mummy. But um, when I was doing research on this on this movie for the trailers and stuff, I saw that it's it's already getting good reviews. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, speaking of which, though, The Mummy comes out tomorrow and this movie comes out on Friday. And so um, I know that one of them I was reading gave it like three out of four stars. And, and forgive me for not remembering that it was either The Mummy or, or uh, It Comes at Night. But speaking of The Mummy, I did want to talk to you about it uh, because I think that it's it's another movie that we're going to have to review pretty soon because it's kicking off a whole new universe of uh, these dark it, – it basically Universal is calling it their dark universe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, you've got all the, all the monsters are coming out to play. Uh, you're looking at, aside from The Mummy, A Bride of Frankenstein – is planned. Um, and so far, it's the only planned movie. Um, so far, it's going to be released on Valentine's Day, 2019. Oh, how romantic. Yeah. Uh, the Invisible Man is going to be Johnny Depp. Okay, cool. Frankenstein is going to be Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie has been linked to the lead role in The Bride of Frankenstein. That makes sense. Of course, you're looking for um, Russell Crowe is going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in this mummy movie. I don't know okay. if you knew that or not. No. 
And then I also heard something about that they're going to do possibly the creature from the, the Black Lagoon, um, the Wolfman. And I know that Phantom, the Phantom of the Opera was one that was mentioned yesterday. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's not really my, my like my flavor of horror, but I love that stuff in sort of a retro nostalgia sense. And again, look at all the talent attached already. So yeah, man, that's awesome. Bring it on. Particularly oh the werewolf movie. We'll check it out. This is um I'm looking at blaster.com, B-L-A-S-T-E-R.com. Um talking about talking about the dark universe. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is rumored to transform himself into the Wolfman. Oh, dude, I, I love some Wolfman movies. Yeah. Let me throw a few at you. You've seen S- Stephen King's Silver Bullet? Oh, yeah. like that one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? It's from 2002, so it's getting a little bit older, but Dog Soldiers? Mm-hmm. Love Dog Soldiers. Of course, I think probably every horror fan at least has some respect for an American werewolf in London. Um, so, what yeah. About, what about that werewolf movie Jack Nicholson made back in the day? Did you ever watch that? I did watch it. It was a movie. Was it named Wolf? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Kind of Pete Michelle Pfeiffer, too, right? Yeah. Wasn't crazy about that one. So, uh, it says, uh, go ahead, Wahlberg. What? No. Spoiler alert. Um, if you pay close attention to some of the mummy trailers, you can see what appears to be Dracula's skull in a jar inside Dr. Jekyll's uh, Prodigium. And what seems to be a fin from the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. Bring it on, man. Um, Good for them. That's an awesome idea. Dark Universe creative chief Alex Kurtzman confirmed the news in an interview with Fandom during the Mummy's press tour. Uh, he says this. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read the whole quote. We know we're going to do Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, and Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Invisible Man. They're, wow. They're characters They're committed. Within, yeah. There are characters within those films that can grow and expand and maybe even spin off. Uh, I think that digging into deep mythologies about monsters around the world is fair game for us, as well as connecting the monsters that we know to some surprising monsters that could also be really interesting. Uh, I'd love to bring Michael Fassbender in. Excuse me. I'd love to bring Jennifer Lawrence in. I'd love to see Charlize Theron in there and Angelina Jolie. I mean, that's pretty much our plan for our podcast to turn interview guests, right? Right, yeah. Except when you when you had all of Jennifer Lawrence's fans turn on me for that subpar review I gave of Passengers, and so now she'll never come on the podcast. So thanks a lot for that, you jerk. Look, man, like I said, <laughs> uh, switching subjects. Of course. That's not really my flavor, but if I own Universal, you know, if I have their rights, yeah. I'm going to go for it. Absolutely. And if this stuff hits... Which, again, it looks like they're doing their due diligence trying to work with the right people. This thing hits. We might be seeing kind of another golden age of horror shop mm-hmm. show up. Um, there was, you know, back in the 90s, there was that, like, let's make really big budget horror movies. That didn't go as well as I think everybody planned. But with something like this from Universal, putting big time bucks behind classic horror. And then you've got, like, Bloomhouse, who's filling that mid-tier role with lots of quality stuff coming out. Uh, we, we could be looking at bright days for a very dark genre. Yeah, I agree. Cool, I'm excited. Yeah, and here's another thing, man, that, uh, I mean, just off the dome, isn't that what the universe wants to do nowadays? Like, I'm just thinking Universal could put in a monster theme park. Or put oh, sure. a monster, you know, because now there's all sorts of rumor and innuendo going around that Disneyland is about to open up a Marvel, um, like a Marvel World in their theme park because they just did the, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. They took out Tower of Terror, what? Yeah. Took out the Tower of Terror oh, at Disneyland. Oh, my word. And they replaced it with a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. 
Oh, I just went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, yeah. man. The Tower Terror was the first ride that I can remember falling in love with. It's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. But there is an amazing video of a uh, news anchor on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and he loses his ish, and it is hilarious. And I'll, I'll let you see it when we're done with the show. Okay. So. Well, that that's a clever move I hadn't considered. Uh, that's an angle on this being a clever move that I hadn't considered, is that they can have their own Marvel Universe with mm-hmm. all their uh, scary bad guys. Yeah. Did you watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen back in the day? Yes, sir. I really enjoyed that show. Or excuse me, I really enjoyed that movie. I don't think it reviewed particularly well. No, it didn't. But the comics were awesome. And the comics did a version of this. It brought literary characters together and made them play off each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, if that's what Universal wants to do here, I'm all in, man. Absolutely. Take man. my money. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Um, so speaking of the DC Cinematic Universe, and also speaking of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I'll tie in both movies that I watched this week to... Uh, Put that bow on it, bud. ...to go with you. Uh, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out in July of 2003, the exact same weekend that the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out. So that'll bring me to my first movie. I caught Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tells No Tales this week. And it was subpar. <laughs> I'm not going to gloat. I'm not going to gloat. No, actually, it was really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, good. Um, if I can be happy for you. If you're a Pirates fan, you're going to enjoy it. Well, then you won't like this movie, which I still don't understand how you <gasps> like Fast and the Furious and you can't like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It was it was an actual thought that went through my head as that movie was going on. It's because, called Taste, pal. Because I, I was in the theater like, I'm having so much fun. How can he not enjoy these movies, but he can enjoy Vin Diesel like banging a goat or whatever he does in the Fast and the Furious movies? I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. I'm, I'm almost positive that. Oh, it's going to happen at nine, sir. It's going to happen. Hey, the other thing with the Pirates deal is that I'm a I'm a Disney mark. Like I love Disney properties and all that stuff. Love going to the parks. Uh, this one, it was really that second movie. The second movie just turned my stomach. Anyway, I'm not going to rehash it, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I would. It's it's not as good as the first one. Um, it is a little long in the tooth, but as far as that same vein of like, did you enjoy the first one? Yeah. Okay. It's in that same fun vein of the first movie, where it's you know you're you're enjoying yourself and stuff. Nothing's ever going to top that first one as far as this uh, franchise goes, but it's right up there with it. Okay, and so it's pretty high praise. Yeah, I, uh, and and honestly, I know a lot of people have been talking about they don't want to see another one made. I want to see one more made just so Johnny Depp can kind of reclaim a little bit of his glory because he was bloated Johnny Depp in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't take his big captain's overcoat off. It was just, it's, it's weird. Like it's a fun movie, but he's not, he's not he Jack have his Sparrow. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 almost a caricature of the character. Oh, I'd, that's sad. I'd like to see him do one more where he has that, like you just said, that's a really great analogy. Like where he has his fastball back, and he can do more stuff. Well, I can join you in. Regretting that that's not the case right now. Yeah, um, and I have a feeling with all these divorce, divorce proceedings and bankruptcy things that we might get another one. Papa's going to need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Actually, with him, Papa's going to need some more scarves. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. We're just doing this one for money. That's going to be the name of the sixth one. Um, so yeah, if if you're a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, go watch the movie. It was really uh, it was really enjoyable. Um, and I'd love to hear other people's takes on how Johnny Depp was in the movie. Uh, Jack Sparrow is one of my favorite characters in, in film, and I'll go watch any movie that that, that character is being in, but it was kind of sad to see it 
hit on this one when the rest of the movie was so good. Yeah. You know, he was kind of the, the thing that lacked in it. Um, wow. I'll tell you the thing. Johnny Depp is the weak link, man. Yeah. Who would have thought we'd ever say that, particularly about a Pirates movie? And you know who, who looked like he was having the most fun in this movie? Jeffrey Rush. Oh, yeah. Just looked like he was having a ball <laughs> okay. the entire time. And and had, he has, like, a really good emotional arc in the mm-hmm. movie, and he shows a lot of gravitas and stuff, which, I mean, Jeffrey Rush is an Academy Award winner. Like, he, yeah. he has the chops for it, but it's just, it's crazy that, like, out of, they've got five of them, and, you know, Depp and, and, and he and the guy that plays Gibbs, I think, might be the only three guys that have been in all three, or, excuse me, all five movies now. Um, and, and the guy playing Gibbs seems like he's still having fun, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was kind of sad. Yeah. But it's, it, like I said. In the grand scheme of things, it's a it's a good one. So you say number out. two yeah. out of the franchise. I'd say so. Well, okay, cool. But now, let's get to the main event, sir. Wonder Woman is phenomenal. I'm so depressed, Eric. This this summer has left me with no time to actually go to the movie theater. And so, go ahead, heap it on, pile it on. I want to hear. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to find joy in my own pain by listening to you describe how great this movie is. I will go back and watch that movie with you any any time that you have the chance. Okay. I'm talking like if you if you call me at three o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, hey, there's a there's a matinee at three thirty. Do you want to go? I will be there. May take you up on that. Like that's how good of a movie it is. Um, it's not a perfect movie. There are uh, I don't have many criticisms to it, uh, but man, I, and and speaking of which. When I say that it's the best DCEU movie, I know that's like being like a, a black highlighter, but... <laughs> I'm the best ballerina in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Um, but it, man, it is, it is outstanding. Hey, great. I've been waiting for that to happen. Now, what would you say sets it apart from Dawn of Justice or Man of Steel? What makes this great where they failed so terribly and so repeatedly... And other outings. Um, Wonder Woman, to my to, to my point of view, stays true to the character. Uh, All right, so great. Wonder Woman is the Superman that you've been looking for. Awesome in this in this universe. Yeah. Okay. Great, man. Like I'm, I've been very critical of that franchise. Sorry, that cinematic universe. But that's it's because I'm disappointed in them squandering the opportunity. That's awesome. I'm yeah. so glad to hear that. And if you ever want to see. A group of bad a women check out the first twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, like it's and and, and um, they filmed it with like a bunch of CrossFit uh, athletes. So I mean, they look the part anyway. And then Robin Wright, who's like in her fifties, dude, is riding horseback, just killing people. Oh, I love Robin Wright. We've talked about like, that before. Get him, Buttercup. That's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Uh, so it was just, it's really, really great. Um, I said, I said this to my buddy that I went to the the film with. Um, out of all the Hollywood Chris's that are in like these uh, cinematic universe movies and things like that, I think Chris Pine might be my favorite, and I think he Whoa. might I think he might be the best. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, so did you see the rumor then that he's going to play Green Lantern? No, I didn't. I know that he signed a multi deal picture or multi picture deal with uh, Warner Brothers. What uh, what I read online is that there's a rumor going around that he will play Green Lantern, who is whoever he plays in Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, this Green Lantern will be a descendant of the guy he plays in Wonder Woman. Okay. And so that'll explain the likeness or whatnot. Sure. So you may be getting more Chris. I, I I mean, he was he was great in this movie. Better than Chris Evans. Yeah. Wow. Because that was my hope for this movie, is that it would be kind of a Captain America knockoff. 
Yeah, it's in that same vein. You know, sort of fighting a world war, yeah. but you got this hero who's above, his ideals are above mm-hmm. the conflict. I was hoping that we would get a B version of Captain America, but we get the better, the better Chris. I think so. That's, that's a big statement, my friend. I think that, yeah, I mean, I just think that he's the, he's the best actor of those four. Okay. Hmm. I really now, do. did you watch Hell or High Water? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I did watch that. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He was incredible. He was better there than I thought he could ever be ever as an actor. And I really enjoyed him in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, um, he's, to me, he is, uh, oh, to me, this movie is is Captain America and a little bit of Thor, too, because she's that fish out of water like Thor mm-hmm. was the first movie. Um, but yeah, man. He's, oh, that's exciting. He's really, really good. And she's, uh-huh. I mean, and Gal Gadot is just like... If I wasn't such a huge Batman fan, and I just watched this DCEU, above and beyond, she would be my favorite. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. She was basically the second best part of Dawn of Justice, and she was on the screen for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Man, that's great. I'm so excited to hear that. Yeah. Did you read, though, that Patty Jenkins is not signed on? I did read that. For the sequel? And I think that's idiotic. What do they got to do? I mean, you know, here's the back, you know, here's the scenario where you back the truck of money up and say, how much do we dump out? Wow. Uh, as of our recording here tonight on Wednesday night, uh, on the 7th of June, she will be on Conan O'Brien tomorrow, so you can hear from Miss Patty Jenkins herself. Nice. Yeah. That's All right, great. dude, great. So I'm excited to go watch Wonder Woman and 90% depressed. I ain't got a chance to yet. This is what I want you to do. I want you, and I want our readers to do this, our listeners to do this as well. I said readers because I have an article on the brain. I want you to watch this movie. And then I want you to go read the uh, review of it on Vulture. Okay. Because this dude is being thrown through the shredder over what he said. And, and honestly, in my opinion, rightfully so. Because he does make it really kind of a sexist. Like, a lot of a lot of his review is, man, Gal Gadot looked really good. And um, and he's just, I mean, he's being taken to task for it. Yeah. He, he, wrote, uh, he wrote a uh, response to it. Uh, but I'd like to get your opinion on it Okay. Uh, whenever you get the chance. Uh, it doesn't have to be on the podcast, but I'd just like to get your opinion. And I'd love to hear from from our listeners as well, see what they think about that as well. So, okay. Uh, so if you're a Pirates fan, go watch Pirates. It's a very fun movie. You'll enjoy it. And, and definitely, uh, if you're just a fan of cinema, which obviously you are listening to this podcast, go watch Wonder Woman. Go put some more shekels in the pockets of those people. Yes, sir. I see that as an assignment given. Just got to tell my schedule. So... Uh, Do you see anything this week? Any horror movies this week or anything that you'd like to talk about? Nothing I'd like to talk about other than just this little brief nugget. When I've been getting ready this week, I've turned on the 2005 version of the Amityville Horror. Okay. Remember that one? Yeah. I remember that thing getting killed when it first came out. And I wasn't like overly impressed with it. But I turned it back on because I liked that storyline. And I think it may have been too harshly reviewed at the beginning. It, it's a remake of a classic, so it's kind of fighting an uphill battle from the jump, but it's not really all that bad. In fact, I kind of think it's worth the time spent watching it, so that's the only other thing I've watched this week. Okay. All right. So there you go on that. That does it for uh, Jeff Hates Trailers and our This is going to have review. to become Jeff Hates Movies, apparently, because I can't go <laughs> actually watch any some, for some reason. Oh. Welcome to uh, welcome to this podcast where one of the co-hosts just hates cinema. The only movie I get to watch, I'm, I'm like some kind of Greek tragic figure. Uh, the only movie I get to watch is the one we review for the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. 
Let's jump into it, man. Been a dark week. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot to talk about, but let's jump into it. The uh, 2006 cinematic masterpiece from WWE Studios known as See No Evil. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is the first, as the debut, uh, feature film debut for Glenn Jacobs, who um, most of you would know as Kane, um, who most of you in eastern Tennessee will know is running for mayor of Knox County. Yeah, I think he's got a good chance, based on what I've read. I think he's got a good chance to be the actual mayor of Knoxville. That's phenomenal. Um, I I put this on our uh, Mega Potters Twitter feed, but I'll I'll put it on this one too since this is what we're talking about. But there's a great Bleacher Report article on Kane um, where they're where they're discussing um, his his uh, mayoral prospects and chances, uh, but also it kind of gives like a really good rundown of his career and, and where he's been and, and things like that. It's a, it's a really interesting uh, piece of, uh, of Kane, so I'll put that up um, after this is over with so you guys can read it as well. Uh, but, man, I'm let's just go ahead and throw it out there. Did you see something scary this week? Huh. That shouldn't be such a hard question. I felt anxious several times during that movie, which is more of a response than that film had any business prompting within me. So I don't guess I saw something scary, but I didn't see something that was just a dumpster fire. Okay. But being too charitable, you think? Um, I mean, no, I I enjoyed the movie, but there's not a lot to talk about because it's your run-of-the-mill slasher movie. Like, this movie doesn't reinvent the wheel. There's no original approach to it. It's good-looking teens go into a, a in an abandoned building. One by one, they die. We get a survivor girl. We find out interesting backstory about the villain that almost makes him sympathetic and almost makes you want to root for him. And then he dies. He dies. Or does he? Or does he? Yeah. And so, I mean, I enjoy the movie mostly because I'm a huge fan of Glenn Jacobs because I'm a huge fan of that character that he plays in professional wrestling. I thought he did a great job in this movie. He's the best part of this movie. Definitely. He's the best part of this movie. Again, though. That might be black highlighter syndrome because no one else is really that great. Yeah. I, I was talking to you while we were getting ready to make uh, this podcast episode, and, and it looks like this movie almost completely killed the careers of the people who were involved. Yeah. You know, there was a girl who was in Freaky Friday. There was another guy who was in The Thin Red Line. There's only like two actors who come out of this who have any kind of career whatsoever. And Rachel Taylor is one of those. She made it into Netflix's uh, Jessica Jones after replacing Megan Fox in that Transformers movie franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really the only one who comes out looking a lot better career-wise at the end of doing this movie than before. I don't know, man. I mean, in some ways, this is the movie you would expect it to be when you see it on paper. Yeah. We talked about that guy, Dark, who's the... The director. Mm-hmm. And he shot some really classy films before he got into this one. Yeah, I mean, this looks like a guy who's transitioning from making porn to making yeah. direct-to-video movies. Yeah. That's what it is. So Gregory Dark is what you would expect him to be. Glenn Jacobs plays a very silent, menacing, uh, backwaters miscreant. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this that's, movie's about. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. What? No! Spoiler alert. Um, you've got your, um, you've got your hero, or you think the guy that's going to be your hero, um, who loses his arm in, uh, 
in combat at the beginning of the at the beginning of the show or beginning of the movie rather, and that makes you think that it's going to set up that's your that's your hero versus your villain. He gets killed halfway through the movie, and then that sets up your survivor girl um, who has these religious religious iconography on her. Um, there's there's a few like squeamish moments like with the eyes and things like that. Yeah, this you know I'm, I've been the guy and you're saying I hate torture porn, I hate gore. This movie is too gory for me. Like okay. that's that's how reserved I am in uh, in approaching gore, but it's not um, it's not torture pornish, right? Right. And I think it's kind of a cool detail that the guy works with a huge hook because it gives you some pretty cool visuals. He can yeah. snatch a dude up and suck him up through the ceiling or whatever it is with that. So yeah, okay. Uh, it's brutally reviewed online though. Oh yeah, it's it's rung through the ringer. I feel like I've watched worse horror though that doesn't get reviewed as poorly. Do you think it's kind of the initial efforts of WWE and people kind of wanting them to to be put in their place? Because like some of the early Bloomhouse stuff was not a whole lot different from this. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good call. Um, possibly, you know, it's possible possibly one of those things where, um, you know, mainstream Hollywood looks at it and goes, "Oh, so here's Vince trying to get into the you know in the movies." And we're just put it back in his place. Yeah, let's just make sure that he knows that he runs a circus and we run big time, and, and that's um, you know as it is. Um, and you know this is one of the only movies that WWE Studios made that went to theaters. Like it was in theaters. Oh, it was a theater release. It was a theatrical release. Oh my! Yeah, um, it was one of. The, I think it was this one. Um, I know the condemned was, and I think that one of John Cena's, maybe all of John Cena's, have been released theatrically. The Marine, the uh, the Marine, and then a couple of the other ones that he's done. Okay, uh, but for the majority part anymore, all of their stuff is just straight to DVD, which is, is what it should be. Yeah. Um, so let's let's do that real quick, Derek. So sure. I'm going to read you the first five WWF Entertainment films. What became WWE films? Okay. You rank them for me. Okay. 2002, The Scorpion King. Okay. 2003, The Rundown. Okay. Haven't seen that one. 2004, Walking Tall. <laughs> Since a theme. So, yeah, the first three are all The Rock. Okay. Then they break pattern with See No Evil, okay. 2006. And then 2006 is also when The Marine comes out with Cena. Oh, wow. Okay. So, See No Evil's in May, The Marine's in October. Okay. So, Scorpion King, Rundown, Walking Tall, See No Evil, The Marine. Um, I'd go Rundown number one. Okay. Well, I hate that because that's the one I haven't seen. I'm a big fan of that movie. Uh, I, What's the synopsis, real quick? Uh, let's see. Uh, a bounty hunter type guy wants to get out. Uh, he's in debt with a mob boss or whatever. Mob boss says, "Okay, if you'll if you'll go to the jungle of the Amazon and go get my no good son, then you're free. And you have I'll give you enough money to open up your own kitchen. That's what this guy wants to do. Okay. To and is this guy kitchen. the rock? This guy's the rock. Okay. I'd watch that. Yeah. And so uh, the the main bad guy in this is Christopher Walken. Okay. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in it. Rosario Dawson is, uh, uh, well, I mean, again, being sexist, uh, Rosario Dawson's unbelievably attractive. Mm. And she's and she's very talented as well. Sure. Uh, but that's what she's in the movie for. Okay. And, and I mean, that's it's easy enough to know that, like, she's kind of the rock's love interest in that movie. Um, Christopher Walken hands it up. Does a wonderful job. There's a, there's a great part where he's trying to explain to these... Uh, Guatemalans, I guess, or somewhere in that in that area, um, he's trying to explain to them the Tooth Fairy, 
<laughs> and it was something that me and Kenny Field used to quote to each other all the time. Shout out Kenny. Just because it was, uh, he just, he just chews so much of the scenery. Gotcha. And it, uh, you know, so it was, it was Rock's first, like, real big movie besides the, uh, Scorpion King. This was him trying to be action comedy. Um, it's kind of his coming out party as the new face of action movies. As a well, it fact. worked. Matter of fact, Arnold is, does a cameo. Where, like, at the beginning of it, Rock's walking into a club. Arnold is walking out of the club. And he goes, good luck. And it's almost like, here's the torch. Message. We'll see you later. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, if you haven't checked, check it out. And I've, I've heard I've heard uh, some people will dote on it like I do. And then some people say it's the worst piece of crap they've ever seen. But I, I love it. So, Rundown, um, Walking Tall, I'd say it would be number two. See No Evil, number three. Scorpion King, number four. And the Marine number five. Okay, well, the Marine kind of launched a franchise, right? There's yeah. been like four or five of those. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mostly with the Miz. Mostly with the Miz. But you know, Scorpion King also uh, started a franchise. Yeah, There's been too. several Scorpion King movies. None of them have ever done as good as the first one. But well, on those, um, Walking Tall is a secret uh, pleasure of mine. I have probably watched that movie seven times. It's a good movie. I just love the uh, kind of vigilante style of it. Mm. You know, the grassroots comeuppance. And this has got to be part of it. My dad, my country father, is a huge Buford Pusser fan. <laughs> yeah. And so I had watched the originals, several of those with him. And it, I just always got a blast out of watching Walking Tall. Did he go to the theater? Oh, yeah. Then I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I, saw I it have the a theater. memory of watching it on the big screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that one. Okay, cool. So, friends, if you like See No Evil or you want to kind of check out the WWE, uh, what would you call that? Not discography. Filmography. Universe. You the like WWE the Universe. <laughs> I got the WWE Film Universe. Film Universe. Then uh, Derek says start with the rundown. Yeah, and then go to the Condemned. Okay, Condemned's really good. Yeah. Dude, Steve Austin, he didn't... didn't uh, didn't make much of a film career out of him. You know, he's talked about it in his podcast before where he said, uh, man, I'd rather be doing uh, reality TV shows and doing doing movies. So that's what he does now. Okay. He just does. He's got a couple of reality TV shows he does. One of them is Redneck Island. I don't know if it's still on or not, but I know that it was for the longest time. And then his, his most popular one is called The Broken Skull Challenge. Oh, on his ranch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or his former ranch? Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, there's really not much to this movie. No, it's a slasher movie. Yeah. If you like slasher movies, I don't think this one will let you down. You just can't go in expecting what you got from Halloween or even the first Friday the 13th. Yeah. Well, probably the second Friday the 13th. You just kind of got to go in, have low expectations, and let them be just slightly exceeded. I think so. I think that's right. And you'll... You'll have a good hour and a half experience. Um, I thought that uh, the coolest thing to me when I was researching this movie is the god-awful names that it had before they landed on See No Evil. Uh, so the first working title for this movie was called The Eye Scream Man. Oh, my. And I-Y-E, excuse me, E-Y-E, Scream, as in the movie's Scream. Because he gouges eyes out. Right. Gotcha. Uh, the second one, second working title for this movie was called The Good Night Man because Kane's character is Jacob Goodnight. And then they finally went to Good Night, and then, of course, they landed on See No Evil. You know, I think that actually works out as a kudos to WWE, because you and I have watched a movie called The Bye Bye Man. We have. And that title is on the level of Ice Cream Man, but they went with it in yeah. the case of Bye Bye Man. So good on WWE. If they're rising a little bit above their class and trying to enter a big-budget movie, 
uh, world, they did better than the people from Bye Bye Man. Yeah. I think I think it's one of the trailers for Get Out is the Bye Bye Man on the Get Out DVD or the Blu-ray. And I was just like, why? Why are, you, why are you making me watch this garbage before I get to watch this beautiful masterpiece? Yeah, why associate stank with quality either? Blumhouse, maybe? Did Bye yeah. Bye Man, was Bye Bye Man a Blumhouse? I hope not. I, I don't like Blumhouse. So. I don't think so. Maybe it's just because it's the genre. Yeah, they're just trying to get a rub. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Derek, we watched See No Evil. We did. We we didn't see anything uh, scary. Did no. we see anything evil? Yeah, that title, Ice Cream Man. That's yeah, pretty, pretty evil. Pretty evil. Would you recommend our listeners watch this movie? Yeah, I think so. What context would you recommend they listen to it? Um, I would I would watch this movie if you're like you said, like a slasher film uh, fan. If you're um, if you're a horror fan, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, go out of your way to watch this. Want to have something on in the background while you do some chores? One sure, evening? yeah, absolutely. You're trying to you're trying to uh, cook dinner. You're trying to answer emails and stuff like that. Put this on. Yeah, it's probably worth it for that. Yeah, it's on Cinemax. I just saw. Okay. Um, yeah, I was when I was looking some stuff up. It said that the next time it's on Cinemax is like tomorrow or something. So okay, if you have Cinemax, go check out See No Evil. Look at that synergy right there, us and Cinemax. Yeah, all the time. And Gregory Dark. It's just it's the Devil's Triangle. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, Cinemax. <laughs> we don't recommend watching the rest of Gregory Dark's filmography. filmography no, <laughs> stay away from that. Wouldn't even Google it. Definitely, definitely don't Google it. Not at work anyway. Uh yeah man I I mean I enjoyed it. yeah tomorrow at two twenty five a.m. set your set your clocks so right set your, now set your DVR call your boss tell him you got stuff to do <laughs> tell him that uh, you stayed up way too late watching the ice cream man and uh, your tummy you have a tummy ache now all right this is run off the rails Jeff Wright where can they find you on social media at right Jeff most yeah. platforms you can find me at Derek Zoo uh, next week I don't know what we're gonna watch. Yeah, I'm traveling. Maybe see no evil too. So it may be Derek Solo. Yeah. Derek may bring in some enhancement talent. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, I may have to may have to find a new tag team partner. I may mm. have to uh Jeff writes you down. I may have to bring in the big show. I don't know what's going on. They we might. do the free bird rule, man. Just whichever two are available. <laughs> Cross the streams again. Uh so anyway, uh we'll keep you guys updated on Mike Flanagan and let you know what's going on with that. Hopefully we can uh get that rescheduled and get that out there for you. Um, but if not, then I'm okay with it because I think this Netflix special is going to be phenomenal and I'm willing to wait until he gets it done. Yeah. I'm so excited for what he's doing there. And I really, man, you looked over some of the questions I'd written. I'm just chomping at the bit to talk to him about yeah. his work. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm just going to kind of be dogged and be like, Hey Mike, uh, you freed up yet, bud? And we'll see what comes of that. Yeah. So we will. Hey, yeah. before we get out, I'm sure our listeners want to know, and this may be covered under your NDA, any idea when your episode of Nashville is going to air? I do not know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I looked up I looked up on IMDb when the next episode was supposed to air, and it said August. Okay. So. Got a little while. Yeah. Not real sure. Don't really know how their seasons work now that they're on CMT. You know they were on ABC for yeah. the longest time, and now they're on CMT. Apropos. Um, so, not real sure. Just, just keep a watch out for me. And uh, until next week or the week after, we'll see what's going on with schedules. Hopefully we can be back to you next week. Uh, But until then, bye-bye, man.